Hello and welcome to the Friends of the Firm podcast. We hope to provide you with creative, effective solutions for finding the career opportunities or executive staffing solutions you're looking for. I'm your host, Nkrumah Pierre, and our special guest today is Elisa Gelbard, founder and president of Point Road Group and personal branding and career expert. Today, we will be discussing best practices for LinkedIn users, and welcome back, Elisa. I'm excited to continue our conversation and talk about LinkedIn, one of my favorite topics. Now that we know how to construct our profile and what to put in it, how do we actually go and make useful connections from it to grow our personal and professional network? So I can't proceed in talking about connecting on LinkedIn without talking about you and me first, because we, I actually, we connected because I initially reached out to you on LinkedIn a, a while back when I first learned a Friends of the Firm program. And now look at us, you know, we've done great stuff together, good friends, you know, it's, it really, and this is all because of LinkedIn. So I just had to say that. <laughs> so, so what should you do to connect? So above all, I mean, if you take nothing else away from what I'm saying is personalize your invitations to connect. You know, everybody talks about this. Anytime people talk about LinkedIn, yet, I mean, I don't know about you, Ingruma, but I still get the majority of connection requests I receive are not personalized. And, you know, you enable, they give you 300 characters in that little window. So it's, you can't write a book there, but, you know, you can make it personal. And even, even if it's somebody you know, it's a great way to, you know, start a conversation, whether you're talking about people in common, you're mentioning commonalities you have, you heard someone as a speaker, you read something that you write. But don't sound phony. You know, that's the other thing. It's, you know, be genuine there. And you can do this, by the way, this is one of those differences. If you have premium version, you can do this. You can do this in a message via email um, where you still want to personalize. But if you don't personalize, it's just sort of it's just, you know, you're, you're missing the, the opportunity for conversation. And LinkedIn is about networking, building relationships, creating conversation. And if you just connect without that, you're missing an opportunity. And, you know, in terms of some other best practices in terms of connecting is, you know, if you meet somebody and when I say meet somebody, I don't mean it has to be in person. If you're having a phone call, if you're on a video chat together, um, follow up after when you're top of mind. You know, right now, since you're a master connector, you know, I, I really enjoy networking. I've met some great people when we're in this new normal. Um through, you know, various online, online, you know, meetings, webinars, et cetera. And we've connected on LinkedIn and we've started to build the relationship and you still can do that now. But one of the things that you want to do when you're doing that is, especially when it's a new connection is don't go in right for the ask. And, you know, aside from all the salespeople who do that, where it's incredibly frustrating, it's a, it's an invitation to connect and going in for a sales pitch. I don't really think that's the right way to conduct business. That's just my opinion. I believe in building relationships first, but, you know, think about, you know, connecting first, laying the groundwork and then go in for an ask if, if you're looking to ask for something, but not always. And you may not be, you're just looking to build a relationship, which is wonderful. Um, and when you think about, you know, just because someone sends you a, an invitation doesn't mean you have to accept it and know that when you send invitations, people may not accept them either. Sometimes, you know, don't take it personally. They may miss it. You know, right now is an easy time. We're getting bombarded with communication. So, you know, you don't, it's easy to miss. And so sometimes if you, it's somebody you really want to connect with, 
there's a way to withdraw the invitation, but then you have to wait a few weeks to send it again. Or maybe shoot, if you know their email, shoot them an email. But, you know, it's not always personal <laughs> when someone doesn't accept it. Well, Lisa, so many great points. So on just very quickly working backwards, um, with regard to when you send out that invitation, for some people, and this has happened so many times, where it doesn't, the invitation or LinkedIn is not connected to their work email. It's connected to their personal. And listen, you and I probably have multiple emails. I have a number of personal, my former work email, right, when I had my own company. But I don't check that email every day, right? So sometimes things get lost. So to your point, you really can't take it personally. I agree. Um, and then moving to LinkedIn and just when you reach out to people cold or have that interaction after a really good call or meeting, authenticity is definitely paramount. Like I agree with you 100%. And I'll just give a quick example of making connections on LinkedIn. Of course, you and I met through LinkedIn. So this is a success story, which is awesome. <laughs> but in addition to that, I'll just talk about um, where we are today, right? So today is um, April 15th, 2020. And we're in the thick of the pandemic um, and people have been forced to work from home and everyone's connecting through Zoom and WebEx and FaceTime and all of that. But it really nothing will ever um, replace the face to face human interaction. Now, among or amongst all of the negative press we're getting online, um, what's really, I think, kind of um, therapeutic and refreshing is to see positive things on LinkedIn, right? Like what can you say that's really going to brighten up someone's day? So I'll work from that. And then one other example that I'll, I'll tell you how I connected with my my uh, connections on LinkedIn. But most recently, um, you know, I've been home for the last four weeks with my wife and my son. And, you know, my son's daycare is closed. He's not going back to school this year. And I'm like, you know what? Everyone's posting these things on LinkedIn. I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. So is everyone else. I'm going to post a photo of Nkrumah, not in a suit, with a big beard, with a baseball cap, hugging his son, right? Because like I was with my son on the couch. I was answering emails or watching TV. I was like, I'm going to post that picture. I posted that photo. I've gotten 300 plus likes. I've gotten like 50 plus comments. Like the connectivity and the authenticity there. Again, I did it just because I was sick of the negative stuff and I wanted to put something out there positive. That was positive. And it's just amazing how so many how it resonated with so many people because they're in a similar situation. And I think, you know, to that point, I think, you know, we normally say, hey, LinkedIn is a, a professional place. This is not the place to post personal, but we're in this weird time. And what you were doing was also saying, hey, I'm the person. You guys, for those of you who know me, you know me as the guy in the sharp suit and you know all this stuff. And and now this is me. I'm still that same person, but this is me, you know, not in that suit because I'm home. And that kind of showed you're a nice personal side, which I really like. You know, one thing that I also wanted to say kind of before to your point, because it's honestly a pet peeve of mine, is when, you know, people say um, about email and it goes to an email that I don't check. So what I, another kind of piece of advice to everybody is go into your account and see, see what email it's linked to. Because it may be an email that you used a million years ago, dare I say, back in like the Yahoo and AOL days. <laughs> um, or maybe you created it through a work email from a while back, exactly to your point too. And you don't remember that you did that. And if you're not active on LinkedIn, 
then you may not see that. You may not see the messages. And you know, those little message indicators at the top aren't the most reliable. So, hey, go go into your profile and make sure you have a, an email that you check regularly. Okay, now I can sleep at night that I said that. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. And the other piece, you know, before we go to the next question is, uh, I guess talking about pet peeves. One of my biggest pet peeves is the person that authentically connects with you and and then you know they want to connect personally or professionally and then once i accept that connection they basically unleash unload on me right and at the point where it's just so much information yes i work at eisner amper yes i work at an accounting firm but i don't need lead generation and all these services you've misspelled my name you called me pierre you've misspelled that at the end of the day we have no real connection at that point, what I do, and a lot of people have disagreed with me on this, I actually disconnect from that person. I, you know, I no longer am connected to that person on LinkedIn. I might have made a mistake by accepting them. And listen, that's okay too. You don't have to stay connected to all of your connections. Correct. And I, you win on, on the biggest pet peeve on that because the, the bait and switch, I call it. Yes. Oh, you're going to be best friends and oh, you just want to sell me something. Yep. Exactly. LinkedIn overall has blown up. Um, as a job searching platform. And one of the biggest complaints that I hear from hiring managers is that they're inundated with applications and most of them um, get candidates who are not relevant for the job that they are looking to hire for. What are some of the best practices briefly um, using LinkedIn to find a job? Like, What do you recommend? So there's a difference, I think, between throwing a hat, your hat in the ring for something that might be a stretch versus doing so when you don't have the required experience or skills. It's so frustrating to employers because why would I even consider you if I can see clearly, because I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile, that you don't have the key things we, we need versus like the nice to haves. And you just, you really struck a chord because we've been going through this right now with, with two positions that we're hiring for, which is a, like a career and personal branding consultant and a digital marketing intern. And some of the people that are applying, are like, are you serious? And, you know, one of my colleagues who's going through these is, like you said, use the word inundated. And, you're, you're, you know, it's how much time is wasted because they're not, you know, they're not relevant for the role. So best practices are obviously, you know, it's different. Again, a stretch versus, you know, if you're just so not the right person, be realistic. Um, update your career interests. Um, you know, under the jobs tab, let recruiters know that you're open. And this is a kicker. Follow companies you're interested in, because first of all, recruit people who have recruiting version, they can they can search on who's following them. But then also their information, you know, what they're putting out on LinkedIn is going to appear in your feed, too. So it makes it very easy. Um, you can reach out to job posters. But here's the thing. Don't automatically send connection invites to um, to people, you know, at companies where you're applying to jobs before you're interviewing, they may not want to connect with you. When people send me invites because they've just thrown their hat in the ring for a job, that's that's not necessarily your reason to connect. It might be, but there's a difference between just blindly reaching out to people again without, you know, not even using a personalized connection request. But reaching out to the recruiters and and people who are posting jobs is a great idea, and also leverage your network to see who's currently working or has worked at the company that you're looking for. LinkedIn provides an amazing, amazing tool for to do that. So I, it's astounding to me how many people do not really do that or they do it at very at the surface level. Oh, I don't have a first degree connection at that company, forget it. 
look through all those second degree connections because there might be somebody there who you have in common who could be perfect to help you, you know, get an in or get intel. Right. And Elisa, you made a great point. Like what I've seen is, yes, we might not have that first level connection at said company I'm looking to interview with. Okay, that's fine. But do your due diligence. You said click on the person who's posting the job, whether it be a recruiter or HR director. Great. See, click on their profile. Don't connect. See who they are connected to, where you have mutual connections. Of your mutual connections, maybe if you have a really good connection or your brother-in-law, your friend or whomever, right? At the end of the day, just ask if they can make an introduction for you. And if that person can make an introduction for you, at that point, it actually might be appropriate for you to connect directly with that person after an introduction is made. So you can utilize LinkedIn to help you. But what I tell people, the root word of network is work, right? And you have to do the work. So many people try to take the shortcut and they they take this attitude like they are entitled to get a job or entitled to get that connection or introduction. Nothing is given out for free. You have to do the work. Right. And, and the back end of that, which is you're doing all this stuff, but if your profile doesn't position you well, then what good was that? Can it, you just wasted an amazing opportunity because your profile isn't positioning you well. So you had a valuable connection and you're losing it because, and that's for job. And that can also be for just business opportunities or board opportunities. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But I want to say this was amazing, Elisa. Thank you again for joining us. Your expertise in this topic is second to none. And I'm sure will make a world of difference to some of our listeners, to most of our listeners, quite frankly. Um, just want to say thank you. And it was great having you. That was my pleasure, Krumen. Thank you to you and Eisner Amper for having me. And for those listening, feel free to reach out to me and on LinkedIn, but send a personalized connection request. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Friends of the Firm podcast, part of the Eisner Amper podcast series. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Eisner Amper podcast when we get down to business. Thank you.